Hello, everyone. How are you guys doing? Hello, everyone. How are you guys doing? What the fuck? <laughs> That's exactly what I just said. Word for word. <laughs> Hi, whatever. <laughs> How's it going? Hi, Shane. How's it going? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Oh, you know. This guy at my work, I'll be like, uh... Hey, how's it? Uh, what, what do I say? Like, what's up? I, and I'll be like, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's a way to answer that. Yeah. <laughs> I I just do that Midwestern thing where like I always have to like ask them a question whenever they ask me a question, so it just becomes this infinite loop of questions being asked. It's like, how's it going? Oh, you're doing good. Oh, how's your week been? Oh, how's your summer been? How's your year been? <laughs> and then it's a forever loop that we're forever in. I'm always the initiator. If someone looks at me, I'm always just like, sup? <laughs> oh, I'm... I'll, I'll do that, like, I'll do the head nod thing. I'll be like, hey, what's up? But, like, the problem is, I, I walk my dog every day, and, like I said, from the Midwest. But I wear, like, my really bulky headphones. Like, they're bulkier than the headphones I'm currently wearing. They're, like, soundproof, and I wear them every time I walk my dog. And my neighbors still try to talk to me every single day. <laughs> and then I have to, like, clumsily pull off my headphones, turn down my music that's blaring, and then I have to have a conversation, put them on, walk like another hundred feet, and someone else tries to talk to me. <laughs> those are good neighbors. They Just are. Neighbors. They're all delightful. <laughs> I love all of them. But, um... My God, it's just like, if I have my headphones on, don't talk to me. It's like, it's like, that's the coffee meme. If I haven't had my coffee, don't talk to me. If I, my, if I have my headphones on and rocking out, don't talk to me. That's a good point. This is, this is all fair. Yeah, they're determined to tell you good morning. Yeah, it's built into our brains here that if we we'll see someone, we have to tell them that they better have a good morning. You're going to have a good morning whether you like it or not. Exactly. It's the Midwest way. God damn it, it's oh, hot well, in my room. Oh, me too, smile and wave, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Every single time we start the podcast, I'm like a good temperature, and then I start talking, and then I get really hot. So let me mm -hmm. turn my fan on. Mm -hmm. Same. Yep, same. It's because um, we have all these hot takes. Yeah, the hottest, the beefiest, the spiciest. Have you uh, uh, taken advantage of the old Prime Day? Oh, okay, oh, yes. turn my Ooh. fan on. What? Oh, 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 I didn't realize that that meant, uh, you walking away. I guess that question goes to everybody. Anybody get anything cool for Prime Day? I got a no. new mouse and keyboard, and I'm gonna order, uh, a mixer, I think. I have not. But, uh, there's something that I didn't realize, so, uh, I'll just, I'll let, I'll let you know in the specialist way I can. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna sing a song? No. There we go. Yes, I'm sure. Jeez. Oh, it's really loud. Just uh, clickety clackety, clickety clackety. Uh, just reduce your gain. Reduce. I don't have the mixer yet. You can still do that on your mic in an OBS. Well, <laughs> clickety clackety. Clickety clackety. I mean, I have. I listen. I have so many. I have three keyboards. I understand. I like the clickety clackety do. It's fine. <laughs> I I have. So right now, my uh, streaming keyboard, which is weird to say, I have a streaming keyboard, and my general use keyboard is a uh, really quiet. Like I can type away, and you usually can't hear it. But I have my other keyboard that I don't use when streaming or doing anything with my mic. That is like 
purposely the loudest keys you can have because I'm I like typing away and hearing the clickety clackety. Clickety clackety. It's pretty. It's pretty okay. It makes I mean, me I'm not feel gonna, self-important. I'm not gonna get rid of my other keyboard. If enough people complain about this, we'll it's, switch. But you can I mean, you can easily um, do some settings in OBS and make it so yeah. it's not awful. But, yeah, uh, but there will be that. Things. Yo, go ahead. About to get this audio mixer. Very excited. Nice, nice, yeah. But I was gonna say there will be that asshole who'll come in and he'll just say, "What keyboard are you using?" <laughs> I've had that yeah. a few times. I'll just be like, "What keyboard are you using?" <laughs> yeah, just what? Uh, <laughs> wow! Welcome to ruining movies, where we don't talk about movies. We talk about keyboards. It's a keyboard yeah, here podcast now. Um, the clickety and the clackety, exactly. Here we are now. God, it's Tuesdays are just mo- trailer release days. We have this nice list that I fill out throughout the weekend and throughout the week, and then Tuesdays like, hey, I bet you guys like movies an hour or two before you like <laughs> record your movie podcast. Here's all these self-important trailers that everyone's gonna be talking about. I'm always so busy on Tuesdays, like right up until street. Same. Usually Tuesdays, I'm like usually running around until like I'm. I was actually on time this day today. Like normally, I'm like uh, shoving food in my face at five fifty-five. Yeah. I was not on time because I had to hook up this new mouse and keyboard. I like came home from work at like three thirty. It was, it was actually closer to four o'clock. And yeah, I, I cooked myself dinner and took a shower. Had to hook up this mouse and keyboard. Next thing you know, it's fucking six o'clock. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it's time goes too quick. Um, all right, let's actually start this podcast. Uh, yeah. Hey, everyone, and welcome Hi. back to episode fourteen. I actually went back and counted all the episodes. Wow. <laughs> Something I never do with any of the podcasts I host is I ever know what episode we're on. But we're on episode fourteen. That means our podcast is now in high school. That's how that works, right? Fourteen. 14 Middle Sky, whatever. Yes, but anyway, welcome to Ruining Movies, your live movie podcast in which your hosts, me, Zach, that Shane. Hi, I'm Shane. <laughs> That's Shane. Uh, That's we, it's a live podcast in where we talk about the, which is where we talk, in which we talk about the movie news of the day, and then uh, we talk about the movie of the week. This week we are talking about the 2014 What We Do in the Shadows, the comedy and mockumentary out of New Zealand. Um, and then with the help of you, wonderful audience, and a straw poll, two straw polls actually, in our Discord, we ruined that movie by rewriting it as either a remake, prequel, or sequel, and then we rewrite it in the genre of your choice. So, look forward to that. We have to rewrite What We Do in the Shadows, a movie that I absolutely adore. But, before we get into that, let's talk about the movie and television news, um, and probably talk about Loki, episode two. So, let's start... With pig. Oh, we're not gonna talk about what we've been watching. <laughs> I mean, we can actually. Yeah, we we do do that, don't we? We do do. We do do that. Uh, yeah. What a, Ch- Shane? What have you been watching? Chat. What have you been watching? This is a part of. This is the thing we do that I forgot we do. <laughs> I've just been watching a lot of stuff this week, so yeah, I was go thinking ahead, about go ahead. it. I mean, so, I have two actually. <laughs> yeah, go yeah. ahead. Um. So for starters, we'll get the serious one out of the way, kind of. I, I watched uh, a movie called The Upside with Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston. Okay. And Nicole Kidman, I think. Okay. Uh, it was really, really good. Uh, basically, Brian Cranston is a quadriplegic and Kevin Hart is his caretaker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw was, a bunch of trailers when I was, like, coming out. Yeah, it was, it was kind of heartwarming. 
and nice. emotional and stuff. It was pretty good. Um, that was, was like it, a long movie. It stands out in my mind. It was pretty. Was good. it was it a Netflix like original or was it a was like a theater release? Uh, I think it was a theater release. I had to get it on uh, Amazon. I think. Damn. Okay. Yeah, I remember seeing things about it. Um, yeah, I mean, Brian Cranston is always really good in those roles. Outstanding. I feel like Kevin Hart is always kind of uh, hit or miss, but I feel like I've seen him act in some serious roles before. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect out of Kevin Hart um, in this role because it was kind of serious, but it was it was pretty yeah. good. Um, nice. Instant Hotel on Netflix, an Airbnb competition show. That sounds interesting. That's a, yeah, that, that sounds super interesting. Actually, what the hell? <laughs> I'd watch I, that. I've never heard of that. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> um, I also watched a movie that was oddly hilarious, but you might like it. It was called Big Legend. <laughs> it's on Prime right now. Big Legend. Oh, free. It's basically uh, a murder mystery starring a Sam Squanch. <laughs> nice. I mean, I'm looking at the tr- the poster already. Um... <laughs> it's pretty, pretty over the top, but I, I had fun. It, we had, we nice. had a little Father's Day movie thing. It was nice. <laughs> it was pretty enjoyable. Also, like... this week. Uh, season two of the Netflix original Black Summer came out, and I've been watching that. And I've been uh, getting so many like ads on Netflix to watch that. Is it worth watching? I really liked it. Uh, I have liked it so far. I think it's a clever way to make a show. Um, yeah, uh, I think it's worth it. It's a good zombie we're, show. We're gonna be talking about Netflix a lot this episode, which I think is good. Fine. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of Netflix stuff going on. Yeah. Um, nice. But yeah, nice. That that was that's been enjoyable. If you've heard of Z Nation, technically it's a follow up to Z Nation. Yeah. I. Oh. Okay. Now I know. Okay. Now. Now there, I have a, a reference to that. I um. You, I, you wouldn't really know. Yeah. Is it people you, say that Black Summer is much better than Z Nation? I think that's what I've heard. Yeah. Uh. So Z Nation was like a sci-fi TV show. Yeah. Not not like science fiction, but like, like the sci-fi t- channel. Yeah, don't you dare <laughs> disgrace the sci-fi channel right now. <laughs> but no, I'm kidding. I, I, no, I'm not going to like go off on the sci-fi channel, but like, you know what you get. I, I know what you get. You get a uh, Sharknado. Yeah, because like, <laughs> honestly, Tremors. I really like Zenith. Five. I, I, I watched like all five seasons of it just because it was so wacky and ridiculous and over the top. Nice. Um, there was like actually a giant cheese wheel in Wisconsin that they smashed a bunch of zombies with and like sent it towards a huge town. Okay, that makes me actually want to watch it. Hell yeah! It, it's so over the top. Like I loved it, and uh, there's like a lot of people in it that are kind of recognizable. It was it was very weird. Nice. And in that show, throughout the five seasons, they reference the Black Summer, and it's like the start of everything that they're dealing with now. Because throughout Z Nation, they're just like in the midst of the zombie apocalypse. So it's like it's is it like um oh god fear fear the walking dead or whatever like the walking dead thing they the prequel um, style I didn't really thing? watch that I just all I knew about it was that it was a different group of people kind of dealing with the same shit because like the walking okay. dead show and fear the walking dead both started at the beginning of the apocalypse okay for sure so Z Nation starts well into the apocalypse. Uh, and zombies are everywhere and doing shit and people are just doing their thing. Um, okay. Black Summer is they and throughout that they're like, oh, do you remember the Black Summer? It was so terrible. Like 
it was the worst year of all or whatever. And yeah. so now all these years later or whatever, Netflix came out with a show called Black Summer and it's like that's really the only connection. I've seen no characters. Okay, from there. it's the same it's world. Like, yeah, basically the same universe, just in the beginning of things, I suppose. And it's Okay. If it, it feels a lot different. Like the uh Z Nation was really wacky and weird and over the top, and this feels like really grounded and uh gritty and it, it's it's pretty good. Is it uh like same was uh well Z Nation instead was sci fi and this is Black Summer's uh, Netflix. Okay. But I'll I'll have to check it out. Um, I've been enjoying it. Um, we're, I just watched like season or episode four of season two, and it's been a it's been a ride. Okay, nice. I'm I'm kind of um, like I did, I, I've been just binging shows lately, so I might check this out. For sure, yeah. And uh, first season was really good. Uh, I recommend it. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah. Okay. But yeah, that's pretty much. I think I think that's it. Other than Loki, that I've watched awesome. and. Uh, the, uh, what we do in the shadows. Nice, nice. Uh, whatever says I finished JoJo Part Four. That is a show that I've been recommended so Me many too. times that I just have not watched. But it honestly, everything about it looks like it would be something that I would absolutely adore and love. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I have to watch JoJo and um, oh my gosh, uh, uh, Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, 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 yeah. You need to watch Cowboy Bebop. Like those are the two animes that have been recommended to me so many times by such a huge variety of people yeah uh, i mean it seems like i gotta do it yeah i mean i feel like a jojo's brought up in our friend group like every week for the last like four years or five years i don't know how long yeah. jojo's been out um awesome yeah so um what have i been watching uh i watched all of season two of westworld nice. good show Very good things yeah, really good show. I really like Westworld. I mean, give me I I just love it. Give me any any type of media that is like, but what if robot was sad? And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm in. I'll watch it. I'll binge it. <laughs> like uh, Aaron Paul on that. Uh, he's in the third season, which I've only watched the first episode of, and it's 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 turned from like a philosophical show in like season one and two to like. And more action, no longer in the Westworld Park show in season three. Kind of the people call it kind of a reboot. I I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna watch it. It just okay. it seems still good. I think someone made a comparison. It's like it's still better TV than most other TV, but it's just not like as good as season one and two. I really liked the philosophical aspects and like all like all like the mind games and stuff of uh, season one and two but season three kind of loses it um so i don't know i might watch it but aaron paul is in it and he kind of uh, it, he like came out of nowhere i was like oh shit he's in it now cool <laughs> um what else did I, oh i i started re-watching for the fifth time what we do in the shadows the tv show which nice. oh my god how long is, is so that because i feel like i kind of want to watch that too it's two seasons and uh, we'll get into it when we uh, dissect the movie but i think it's funnier than the movie and that's not saying bad things on the movie so i think the movie is the funniest movie of the last 20 years i just <laughs> think the tv show is funnier and it's probably one of the funniest tv shows of the last 30 years <laughs> but i i highly recommend it it has um uh, do you know who matt barry is it's either Matt Perry or Matt Barry. Let me, yeah, I Matt, know who Matt Perry is. Matt Barry, he was in the IT crowd. Um, he's British. Matthew Barry, he's a really funny. He's in it. Um, along with, uh, oh God. He's my favorite character in What We Do in the Shadows, but I can't think of his actor name. He was in The Office. He was the warehouse worker who was kind of always clueless. 
Um, do you know who I'm talking about? Sorry, who? He he was in the office. He was a warehouse worker. Um, I think he was one of Dwight's friends. He's kind of always clueless, always just kind of saying. Oh, um, Todd. Is it? It might be Todd. No, not Todd. His name's not Todd. Uh, Tapas stars in chat. He'll know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's the one that takes out the beehive. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Um. Uh. Anyway, he plays a energy vampire named uh. Colin Robinson, and honestly, he might be my, like, favorite character in any television show ever. He's so funny. Uh, I need to know who he was in The Office now. Nate. His name was Nate. Yes, he was Nate. Yes, he... That same actor is also in it. Um, honestly, so good. If you have Hulu, I definitely recommend it. Season 3 is coming out in September. Um, what else did I... I think... I finished Lucifer. <laughs> Nice, nice. And I, so, okay, actually, something kind of funny happened there. I, like, was, like, season five of Lucifer. I was like, okay, this is the last season. Uh, I only have three episodes left, and I'm going to be really sad because I've, like, binged the show in the last, like, two or three weeks, and I've really come to love it. And, like, I watched the last episode, and there was, like, a lot of, like, things left open, and I was, like, a, like really big, like, cliff. Like, what's going on next? How are they ending it like this? And then I was, like, really sad and really mad. I was like, how are they just leaving this and ending this season, the series on this? And then I found out there's going to be a season six. Nice. That was a huge <laughs> roller coaster of emotions. It was. I was like, no, this show's over forever. There's so many questions unanswered. And then I like was Googling it. I was like, why was this so vague? And then everyone's like, oh, season six is coming out. I was like, oh, I'm just, an, I'm dumb. I'm dumb. <laughs> That's what happened there. Um, but yeah, good stuff. A lot of, cons- lot of things to consume on streaming yeah, yeah. services. Oh, you re- uh, whatever said, I rewatched the Conjuring movies uh, because of the new mm-hmm. one. Nice. Um, and got roasted by my friend for doing the same sleep routine as the family from the first film. Nice. <laughs> nice. How, did you watch the new one? I saw that it was on uh, HBO Max, uh, whatever, and I kind of want to watch it. I like the Conjuring films. I haven't watched, like, Annabelle or any of, like, the side movies. Um, but, like, Conjuring 1 and 2 I liked. The first one? Um... I think I saw the second one. And that was it. So this is the third one, right? Uh, yes. Okay, uh, yeah, I never like watched the, Annabelle, for sure. It's like the devil made me do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, um, I mean, that's cool. I, 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 like I said, I like them. Um... I like the idea of how you can convince a court that you're innocent due to possession. Honestly, if I ever go to jail, that's what I'm going to say. I'm just possessed, <laughs> Your Honor. The devil made me do it. God damn it. Um. All gosh right. Well, gosh dang it. Gosh dang devil. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's talk about uh, the movie news. Uh, I can't remember anything else I watched this last week. Um, so yeah, let's start with, um, a very strange trailer that has seemed to catch everyone by surprise, uh, as most Nicolas Cage films do. I'm uh, fucking hype. I am too. I'm oddly I, hype. Yeah, so for those who haven't seen the trailer called Pig, it is Nicolas Cage's new film. Um, it seems to follow, uh, Nicolas Cage, who was like a ex-chef and a truffle hunter um someone has stolen his pig 
And it kind of gives me, like, Taken, but with a pig vibe, but it also seems a lot more artistic than that, and it seems like there's a lot more stuff going on. I, I really couldn't get a good read on this movie. Um, which I, I actually quite enjoy that aspect yeah. of it. I'm thinking Nicolas Cage is going to kill, like, one dude after a series of just beautiful things that happen. <laughs> I I kind of hope it's that way. I hope it doesn't just become, like, taken with pig. Yeah, pigs. I thought, like, taken where he was just going to, like, straight up John Wick. Like, they took my yeah. bag and just <laughs> exactly. murder everyone. <laughs> But I'm. You're right. Like it does look a little more like stylish than that. It seems I like more of a, like a slow burn. And I mean, I think Nicolas Cage in these indie films, where he really gets to let loose with his acting, which we've seen, mm-hmm. we've seen this trailer. Um, I think it's uh, it's gonna be good. I hope it's gonna be good. Nicolas Cage movies. I'm, I'll still watch it, and they're always kind of like good or bad. Um, yeah, I still enjoy them. Yeah. I mean, uh, if anything, I mean, Mandy was fantastic, and he, he, um, I'm sorry, I'm reading this quote right now. I can't read and speak, I guess. Um, he, he was great in Mandy and The Color Out of Space, both films that he kind of was allowed to, like, go off with his acting style. Um, I'm reading this trivia now. It said, Nicholas Cage decided to produce this film as he thinks it shares similar elements with two of his recently critically acclaimed films, Joe and Mandy. I okay. if this is gonna be like Mandy, it's gonna be a fucking trip. I nice. don't know if it's gonna be a slow burn. <laughs> then I don't know the director. I was looking at um their IMDb and I am not familiar familiar with anything. Which I mean, I like that. I I think Nicolas Cage picks cool people to uh, work with. Yeah, I mean I'm interested. I think it'll be cool. <laughs> I hope. Yeah. I mean I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. Because it looks really intriguing just based on the trailer um so and and i like nicholas cage exactly like i i i really like modern day nicholas cage and i mean i've uh, nicholas i like just nicholas cage in general i know he has some movies that aren't that great but like if you make that many movies so do a lot of people yeah and he always comes back and does interesting things face off i still absolutely love more than anything else that some they made that movie oh my god it's so good (laughs) i mean and then uh color out of space mandy is so good Uh, like i absolutely love mandy um he goes from like making mandy then he's in spider-man into the spider-verse um yeah he's just done a bunch of cool things racing arizona vampire's kiss which is a nightmare (laughs) <laughs> he I plays mean, like he's so crazy in it the, the rock, rock conair <laughs> face the off rock. <laughs> the rock gone in 60 seconds that remake conair is like a movie that i've enjoyed my whole life i also very much like john cusack who's yeah. also been in a bunch of stinkers yeah. and a bunch of really interesting shit exactly i yeah um those two have had like similar career paths <laughs> And then Nicholas Cage goes from all those psychotic roles and busts out a national treasure or two. <laughs> Just on the side. And a sorcerer's <laughs> apprentice. And then he makes Drive Angry like the same year. <laughs> then he makes a Disney film. And G-Force somewhere in there. Astro Boy. Yeah. Kick-Ass. These are like insane roles. 
those but are like defining movies like like any other actor would take those roles and like those would be like their defining movies mm-hmm. for that it's just a saturday for nicholas cage ghost rider we didn't even talk about ghost rider <laughs> sort of marvel the marvel universe kind of oh man the family man is a really cool christmas movie yeah he really he the made rock it. He made an appearance <laughs> in uh, uh, the Werewolf Women of the SS, the short and like Grindhouse, all those little like short trailer segments. Like he just okay, was in yeah. one of them. Um, <laughs> I, I never saw Joe though. You know I think... those memes of John Travolta from Pulp Fiction where he just like shows up places and looks around. <laughs> yeah. And yes. Leaves? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what I pictured, but with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Yes. Showing up on set, looking around a little bit, walking off set, grabbing a check, and getting yeah. the hell out of there. That's 2012 the... <laughs> best movie. Oh, that's a John Cusack classic right there. Yeah. Oh, I've got. I forgot he was in that. Yeah, you're right. Um, it's kind of we kind of talked about this in a little bit more serious manner last week, where you gotta sometimes just take the money so you can make the things that money you won't make money off of. And that's just like Nicolas yeah. Cage. He will he'll do three national treasures and then he'll bust out a Mandy. Right. He'll do the Crudes or Cruds. I never saw that's a weird like caveman animated show, I think. Um and then he'll bust out a pig. <laughs> and then he'll build a weird obsidian pyramid in Vegas, I think that's where that is, and that where he will go and die. That is a real thing. You know what he would have been great in? Army of the Dead. I if it was a, with a different director, I'd agree. I would agree. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think about it. You know, he would have made a lot of money off of it, and then his next movie would have been unbelievable. Oh, actually, you're right. Yeah, like <laughs> surprised we didn't get like Nicolas Cage or like one of those like actors who just takes every role, like Kevin Bacon, like in Army of the Dead, and just to like you're right, fuck off and make something actually. Good. Throw a pile of money real quick so my next one can be amazing. Exactly. Um, no, but seriously, I'm excited for Nicolas Cage and this movie, and, you know, he's going to do cool things. Yeah, I mean, it just, cool the movie things. trailer came out of everywhere. I actually, you sent it to me, like, an hour after I watched it, and I was just like, nice. okay, Pete, this movie's getting around. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it popped up on my YouTube, like, instantly. Yeah. That day. Um, I guess it was filmed like in uh, 2020 or something, so it's okay. probably been it's been waiting for the pandemic to be over. Um, nice. I mean, okay, and then Entertainment Weekly is calling it Nicolas Cage is John Wick but with a pig. <laughs> I mean, I'm cool with that too. I mean, fuck it, I don't care what you give me at this point. I mean, yeah, I just he does look ready to pop off in this trailer. He really like, does. The trailer made me think of a tea kettle. Yeah. I mean, if it's like nobody that um that film that came out, which we're getting a sequel soon, um which has um the better call Saul guy in it. Uh, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, thank you. Um, like that was kind of also that was just John Wick, but like for the suburbs. So now we're getting John Wick possibly, but with the pig. Where's my pig? Where's my pig? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I'm back. <laughs> see, I just see him, like, coming out of his chef retirement and just, like, stabbing someone in the right. very end. Give me my pig! <laughs> watch, but... <laughs> watch, like, the, the whole chef thing be a bit and he's actually special ops or some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I was a chef. 
Green Beret Chef First Infantry. Anyone who's in the military, I just said a bunch of words there. Don't yell at me. <laughs> oh, man. All right. That's so pig. Let's move on. Um, to You know what pigs like? Scraps. And you know what was scraps or scrapped at the Lego Batman sequel? Um, this is how we're going to do segues now. Yes, we are. Hell yeah, we are. Um, So I enjoyed Lego Batman. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I heard they were doing a sequel for like ages, though. Yeah, but I now I feel they, like I heard that forever ago. They got, they're like, no, get out of here. Um, what, well, they just kicked them out and they're like, fuck this movie. Well, I think, uh, which is so stupid because, like, I feel like Lego Batman did really good. All the Lego movies, like, are kind of like, first of all, good movies. Like, they've all, they've, like, an AMC theater. Yeah. I, and, um, but anyway, yeah, it's kind of crazy that they didn't go forward with, like, Lego Batman because it was kind of DC's Spider Verse in a way. Uh, yeah, I mean, it did bring in a shitload of people. It did. It brought in a bunch of people. It had a bunch of, um, famous voice actors that had a, it was actually a pretty good movie. Um, but yeah, so, uh, anyway, what we found out this week is, uh, director Chris McKay reveals exclusive details about the Lego Batman movie 2 will never see it, including the villains plot and more. And this, the movie actually, like, the plot sounds pretty interesting, but I can also see why the studio didn't want it. Um, it sounded like they wanted to, uh, okay, so this is actually a quote. I'll just read the quote. Um, Dan Harmon and Michael Waldron had, had done a first draft of the script. I mean, you have Dan Harmon writing this too. First draft of the script that was really great. It was truly epic, both from an action standpoint and from a story standpoint. The structure was Godfather Part 2. A story about Batman's relationship to the Justice League and Superman, now as well as the formative moments of the Justice League and Batman's relationships with Superman then. So it seemed to be like, they also said it was like Boogie Nights-esque, which is such a weird comparison. I have to confess. Yeah. I haven't seen this fucking movie. You haven't seen Lego Batman? No, I saw the Lego movie. Oh, you should see Lego Batman. I think you'd enjoy it. I'm sure I would. I love the Lego games and stuff. I'm gonna, I want to watch it right now. Can we watch it right now? Yeah, let's stop the podcast, everyone. We're going to go watch <laughs> Lego Batman. We'll be back in two hours. Uh, I, I think, honestly, I think you'll like it. It was fun. It um, it had, like, a lot of great people attached to it. Ed Will Arnett as Batman. Um, yeah, and, and I was, like, reading this article, and I was like, what the fuck? This wasn't a great Batman movie. What are you talking about? This was a movie about a Lego guy that was a yeah, construction no. worker. What no, this was this about? was a different. This was actually the Lego <laughs> Batman movie. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I just it, I just yeah, was, I I, like yeah, you know you're good. Um, I know it's just it's it, it um it was a strange it's a strange choice not to go through with it. Is all I'm yeah. kind of saying right now, especially because. DC really only has going for it is like they really only has its animated movies going for it, <laughs> kind of at yeah, this I mean, point. Yeah, I love their animated. Like that's uh, content. yeah, their animated content is always better than Marvel's, and it always has been. Um, I think that is something that is not even a controversial take. Like I'm not saying Marvel stuff isn't good, but like, um, Batman the Brave and the Bold, uh, the Batman animated show Dude, from the nineties. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, um, all their movies, um, Apocalypse yeah. World, uh, Justice League Dark. Yeah, Justice League of Doom, the one Justice where, League of Doom with uh, the Doom uh, Patrol. The one, yeah, and there's the one where uh, was it Justice? Can't they, think of it, but it's the one where Batman kills everybody. Oh, um, everybody. it's it's the one that he. It's, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, it's man. like the Flashpoint Paradox was so good. Yeah, it really was. Um, Batman Beyond. Yeah, Batman Beyond. The like show was good, but the Batman good Beyond a movie. Batman Beyond movie was great. Uh, uh, Static shot. Quinn show. The Harley Quinn show is recent and it's so good. So um, beautiful. I loved Static Shock as a kid. Like, that was such a good, like, animated mm-hmm. show. Like, mm-hmm. so it's kind of crazy, like, that DC... I mean, DC still is making animated films. I think their next one is one where Flash goes back to, like, World War II. I saw that. And I, I mean, I'm going to watch it, probably. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Justice League Gods and Monsters. Yeah, like, they're all good. They're all good. Um... So, I... It, like, it would, it's kind of... It's kind of weird. Warner Brothers doesn't seem to know what they want to do with the DC property. I agree. I feel like they're just like, yeah, we'll do whatever. Just push something. Just push anything. Exactly. Do you see that the Titans show is on a new network? It's on HBO Max, isn't it? Because the DC... Yeah, but I just saw a commercial for it the other day. It's going to be on a new... It's on CW now? See, I've heard the Titans show is pretty good. Like... Like, Doom Patrol is really good. Like, I really like the Doom Patrol TV show. Both seasons, excuse me. Um, I... The Constantine show that they canceled early after one season was fantastic. The Swamp Thing show was really good, but then they canceled it. It's like... (laughs) Like, I heard Titans is actually a pretty good... Um Show. And talking about Titans, Teen Titans on the Cartoon Network was an awesome cartoon. True. Very true. Um, I mean, this is on HBO Max, but I just saw a commercial for it the other day that it was on some other show or on some other network. I don't know. Anyway. Um, yeah, and then you look at Marvel and, like, their animated stuff is... It's I like, enjoy it, but it is way more, like, totally geared towards a specific, like, age it, group. It feels very generalized. I guess, like... Yeah, exactly how you put it. It's uh, it's like for younger, younger. It's like for yeah. kids and like younger teens, which were DC. And DC hits all the bases. Like they, they will go dark with their stuff on it, and like uh-huh. people like that stuff with DC. DC, I've always thought of as the darker of the two comic brands. Yeah, um, and even their more child friendly things, like uh, uh, Justice League, the the show. Yeah, like, even that is, like, still a good quality show. It's very entertaining and, like, Mm -hmm. well done. And it's not to say that, like you said earlier, not to, like, put down Marvel. Like, I've watched a lot of Marvel animated stuff, and it's it's fine. It's just very, like, kid-friendly, I guess. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. And some of the DC stuff that I find myself watching is is very much not that. Yeah, I mean, I'm just... that's cool, because I'm not a kid. Exactly, and I'm like <laughs> looking at the '90s animated uh, shows from DC, and I mean Batman the animated series, which first of all is probably the most beautiful looking animated superhero mm-hmm. show. It is so good looking. Um, 
you have uh, Batman Beyond. You have the Justice League. This is called Justice League. Um, it's weird that you can think like a, like ten years earlier in like the eighties and seventies they had a the what was it Super Twins. So I can't remember their names. The Wonder Twins, I think. Um, the Wonder Twins. Before my time. <laughs> I see. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna try to get this train back on the Wonder Twins. Yes, okay, I was right. So we're gonna get we're uh, so anyway. I think this whole thing uh, we were trying to say, and I'm trying to say, is uh, DC just you have something good going for you. Just go with it. (laughs) Like this would have probably been another hit. I mean, Dan Harmon. Like, if you don't like um, Rick and Morty and stuff, that's fine. But like, he's also like really good at writing animated things and i mean community like he's good at that that stuff um will arnett is always someone you want attached to your thing yeah i like him so much i hear people flame him and i'm like dude come on like he is super funny i don't understand i I love will arnett he he actually will arnett actually hosts like the lego yeah yeah he's just i don't know i like him I don't know if he's like a cool dude in real life or whatever, but I like him. I think he's yeah. a funny guy. I've enjoyed most everything he's made. Exactly. Yeah, the Wonder Twins with their weird ass rigs. Yes, exactly. That you know what I'm talking about. Um, all right, we don't really have anything. Uh, I guess thing with DC. DC. I was gonna say we. I was gonna jump to the next thing on our list, but if we do that, it just doesn't make sense. So we're gonna stay in the DC realm right now, and we're gonna talk about um. The Suicide Squad secret trailer that dropped two hours before this podcast. Do you have time to watch it? Do I have time? I'm recording did, did, a podcast. Well, right did now. you have time to watch oh, it? Oh no, no. Okay, okay. No, but I can. I'll so watch it right now. yeah, watch it right now, and I'll I'll speak about it. Um, and I'll post it in chat for anyone. Two minutes. <laughs> it's a trailer. How many secrets <laughs> do I need? The noise. Okay. Uh, I mean, it, the noise is pretty great, but you. you you don't have to um it was secret trailer because they leaked it they quote unquote leaked it it said like when they put it out it was like suicide squad do not release and like it was like obviously a marketing thing (laughs) um but it came out today out of nowhere and it's the third trailer for the movie um two minutes yeah i know um but anyway, I think uh kind of talking about the same thing we were just talking about with Lego Batman <coughs> Lego Batman um this movie looks pretty great. It looks like they're giving James Gunn a lot of um fr- uh, how do I want to wear this? Giving James Gunn like a lot of not studio control. Why can't I think of what that's called? Uh, creative control. Creative control. Thank you. Um, they're letting James Gunn kind of do like a lot of wacky stuff with it. Um, I'm very surprised that Marvel let them say uh James Gunn director of Guardians of the Galaxy on a DC trailer um oh yeah that's oh especially like an R-rated DC trailer right right um creative license yeah that also would have worked wow. there but uh anyway it looks hilarious um I don't really have much yeah there's so many people in it just so <laughs> many people in it I don't think that's Pete Wentz I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be surprised. I, isn't Pete Wentz from Fall Out Boy? Yeah, but Pete Davidson does kind of look like him. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Pete Wentz was also in a Suicide Squad. They literally have everybody in it. 
Man, um, okay, watching this with noise would have been way better. Yeah, you've watched, you should watch it after the podcast with noise. It's really <laughs> it's really funny. There's a part where uh, they're tr- freaking out about the weasel, and um, the, the main dude's like, oh, he's a weasel, and everyone's like, ah, he's a werewolf. And um, God, I should not be telling this joke, not because it's a bad joke, it's because I'm telling it really bad. <laughs> um, and he's like... <laughs> And he's like, um, no, he's only killed 27 children. And, like, that is a joke I just caught me off guard, but it's so funny. Like, you, it, it, is this, is this DC letting directors do what they want to do now? That sounds cool. Yeah. So I'm actually really excited about the new Batman, too. Me too. Um, me too. Who, who is Batman? Daniel Radcliffe or, or Robert Pattinson? Robert Pattinson. Yeah, it's not just because I like Robert Pattinson. I mean, it's mostly because I like Robert Pattinson. But I yeah. do really, really like Robert Pattinson a lot. But, like, also, I... That was Colin Farrell in it, which is sweet. Matt Reeves is directing. Yeah, and I just kind of like the idea of people doing their own shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of why I like the Joker movie, because it was just like the standalone thing kind of removed from most of the other stuff. Yeah. It wasn't it, trying to build a universe or anything. It was darker. It was allowed. They they allowed um, the Joker to be its own thing. Exactly what you're saying. It's the thing that DC needs to be doing. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like that's that's kind of why I'm excited about Batman, because it's not. Batfleck, it's not Christian yeah. Bale, it's not anything like that. It's just this random new Batman with this mm-hmm. random new cast and new stuff. I'm I'm excited to see what they do with it. Um, I mean, I think it'll you, be kind of good. You also have Paul Dano as the Riddler, which I'm so Ooh, excited for. That's exciting. Yeah, He's, yeah. I love, Paul Dano is so great as a villain. Um, and there's also, from what I heard, <laughs> there's going to be a Flash movie with Michael Keaton as Batman. Yeah, so there has been like a bunch of DC news these last two weeks that I haven't really put in the the um, show notes just because like they've only been giving us vague things. Um, so like two days ago we got the new Shazam kind of like costumes. Like I really liked Shazam. I thought yeah, that was me a, too. that was a really fun DC movie. I mean, I also really like Captain Marvel Shazam. I hate that they both have Captain Marvels. <laughs> <laughs> um. But they got a new suits. I'm like, I'm actually excited for that. Um, we have the Black Adam movie coming out soon, and we're getting more mm-hmm. and more stuff about that. Uh, we just found out yesterday that the Doctor Fate costume is going to be all CGI'd, which eh, I don't really don't like that that much. But like, yeah, I don't know what to make of that. Doctor Fate is one of my favorite uh, comic book characters, so I okay. maybe maybe they're doing like something super ornate with it. Um, but we have that going on. The Rock's starring in it, so that's gonna be. It's gonna be something. It's. I hope yeah. it's good. I, I like he's the Rock. Yeah, he's the Rock. I like. I like Black Adam. Like, and um, they're doing like the Justice League of America with that too, which seems really cool. Like bringing back all those, and like uh, Pierce Bronson is playing Doctor Fate, which is a good, nice. good. Yeah, that'll be. Cool. I think that's like really good casting. Yeah, um, but uh, so wasn't the first Shazam kind of like tied into the Snyderverse a little bit? I mean, Superman kind of makes an appearance. Yeah. So like, but so like it, it, very vaguely, yeah. Batfleck. Batfleck. I mean, hashtag back Batfleck. I I liked Ben Affleck as Batman. I did too. 
I, I, back I, Affleck. I mean, I like I, I generally like Ben Affleck <laughs> as an, as an actor and a director. I do too. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people throw shade at a lot. Yeah. <laughs> How do you like them apples, chap? Yeah, um, you don't like Ben Affleck? What is a Ben Affleck kind of podcast? This is the fucking Bassin <laughs> podcast now. Um, uh, but yeah, so Flash, we also got um, like a Supergirl costume for the Flashpoint movie, which I didn't know Supergirl was going to be in it. That's cool. Um, yeah, we have um, whoever you just said <laughs> as Batman in that, as the evil Thomas Wayne. Not evil Thomas Wayne, but if you've seen Flashpoint, what? like, I think that's who he's playing in the Flash. Who did I just say? Uh, you said, oh god, <laughs> weren't you listening to me? I was, but I'm so bad with names. I can't even remember because I'm bad with memories. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, Michael so maybe Keaton. I was wrong. Michael Keaton was he not... the nippled Batman? He was. Oh, so we're gonna get Batman with nipples again. Yeah, so I, I'm misremembering um because yeah, we have Michael Ka- Keaton as Batman. Michael uh Catman. Michael <laughs> we have Michael Catman as Batman. <laughs> um I thought it was rumored that someone was supposed to be playing Thomas Wayne in it, which if you know anything about the Flashpoint Paradox or the Flashpoint comic series. He's a murderous it, tyrant. Yeah, he's really cool. He's cool batman yeah batman with guns <laughs> yeah batman with guns which is cool um dean no, morgan paradox is one of my favorite uh animated dc films it really is um uh okay is that, what she said? that is what people have Holy been speculating flip. which i think would be the perfect thomas wayne That'd be amazing yes yeah. the comedian negan yeah other things he's uh, done that's where he's terrifying. Um, yes. The only f- concern I have about the Flash movie, which if you guys see behind me, there, I have a bunch of Flash stuff behind me on my wall. I love the Flash. Um, no, there ain't nothing there. Uh, it just, there's... Oh, it's probably because it's dark. I'm probably standing in the way of it. Um, <laughs> it's that it's been in production for so long, and that doesn't usually give me confidence. They're working hard on it. I mean, that's one way of putting it. There's a pandemic out there. <laughs> well, no, it's been delayed before that. Um, just because uh, DC doesn't know what to do, they're doing with their universe. It was because yeah. that kind of was part of the Snyderverse, and then like, no, and it's uh, yeah. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. And now you have all this other shit coming out, and it's yeah. like there's about to be maybe like. Three Batmans. There's about to be Robert Pattinson, Batman, Michael Keaton, Nipple Batman, and Batfleck Bat all maybe at like the same time. Yeah, yeah exactly. We're gonna have three Batmans again. Watch it be just like the '90s, where it's like fucking. Dude, I wish it was back like the Robert '90s. Pattinson, 2023, I, Michael Keaton, 2024, Batfleck. I I genuinely love those Batman movies from the '80s and <laughs> '90s. Tim Burton like get in on the action. Please, please do. I love those movies. <laughs> um, bat, um, I just thought of Lady Joker. Yeah, um, uh, Martha Wayne is the Joker mm-hmm, in Flashpoint mm-hmm. 2, which is really cool. Um, Batman doing the pointing Spider-Man meme with all their Batmans. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what were we, we were talking about Suicide Squad. How did we got get here? We've just been uh, on the DC train for the yeah, past, like, ten choo-choo. minutes. Um, but anyway, yeah, so uh, Suicide Squad squad trailer i mean 
how is that going to tie into the rest of the DC universe? Because the first one kind of did, but then and I saw Batfleck. the first one had Batfleck. Yeah, it did. And then I saw like a weird, like uh, statement by John Cena who said, um, so that... with Ben Affleck. <laughs> That's not what he said. <laughs> he said, uh, the new suicide squad isn't a remake, but it's also not a sequel. And I was just like, then what the hell is it? Yeah. I don't know where to stand with this movie because Amanda <laughs> Waller's the same fucking person. Oh, uh, we have Harley Quinn is the same person. The person who played the Commando dude is the same person. Yeah, uh, I don't know <laughs> where you're going with this, John Cena. I I can't really see you right now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like read that. I like read it twice. I was like, what do you mean? It has to be one what? of those. You can't not have. What do you mean? Yeah, what? <laughs> you can't have neither. Yeah, so he said, um, I actually had to, to go Google the quote just to make sure I'm not being an asshole right now. Uh, perception is everything, and I won't change your perception, but I'll offer my own, he told Observer. The Suicide Squad is neither a sequel nor a reboot. <laughs> That's it? That's where the quote ends? Well, no, it goes under the, the Suicide Squad is the Suicide Squad from the, bra from the brain of one of the most amazingly twisted creative minds in James Gunn that I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. Um, James is so gifted in so many ways. The good thing about what's going on in the Suicide Squad is exactly what you're saying. Uh, people are kind of expecting to be something, but nobody ready. nobody's ready to see this movie. Everyone needs it in their life, trust me. But nobody's ready to see what it is. Nobody. Well, I see always talking about people <laughs> being able to see shit. John Cena, he's, it's obsessed. Yeah, and he deflected so hard. He was like... <laughs> Right, that's why I didn't read the rest it's of the quote. It's not a prequel or a sequel. I love James Gunn, you can't see me. That's exactly what you just said. Right, it literally, did, we didn't learn anything from that statement. Except that it's not a prequel, I guess, a, a sequel or a remake, which is like, what? Yeah, John Cena, I don't know. I love you, John Cena. Right. Yeah, heart, heart, John Cena, represent all yeah. that, you know, your um, guys, each other yeah. Let's move on to something that's kind of connected to the DC universe, um, just because uh, DC did that weird uh, thing in their with the comics about like five to six years ago with Hanna Barbera, where they made them all like oh, mature rated, yeah. and uh, I God, uh, actually, because this is a visual podcast. One second, I actually can show and tell something. Oh my! I'll be tuning in on the multi Twitch, which you can find in the chat above. Here it is again for those of you that missed it. We're pulling out one of my comics. <laughs> so, for those who don't know, a couple years ago, I just twisted my headphone. One second. We're professional podcasters. Yeah, um, we're doing it. We're doing it. So, anyway, a couple years ago, uh, Hannah Barbera um, and DC teamed up to do like R-rated, mature-rated versions of their properties. So, like uh, Wacky Races, Scooby Doo. Um, there was a couple other I can't really even remember. Um, but anyway, we got Scooby Apocalypse, which I'm holding up to my camera right now, which was like Zombie Apocalypse Scooby-Doo. Um, and this huh. is just, this is all for a segue. It's actually, I, I, I have a couple of these. <laughs> all this for a segue. <laughs> all this for a segue. Anyway, Scooby Apocalypse kind of ruled. Uh, but anyway, we got a new Scooby-Doo trailer, but it's a crossover, and I love when Scooby-Doo does crossovers. I guess we could have, I could have also done the crossover with uh 
when uh, John Cena and there was a WWE Scooby Doo crossover. Do you ever watch that? Nope. Yeah, that was a thing. Um, hmm. But it... <laughs> yes, I Scooby... didn't see it. Probably oh. because John Cena see, was yeah, there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, we got a new trailer today also. Um, Scooby-Doo crossover. Scooby-Dooby-Doo uh, <laughs> is crossing over with Courage the Cowardly Dog. E-doggy dog. That is the next Scooby-Doo movie, and what the I fuck? Can't wait. That's, That's gonna be sweet. Really cool. Yeah. I didn't know and Johnny could... Bravo is going to kick the door in and save the day. God, I hope so. Um, <laughs> I so the trailer it has the it, it looks so good. I um, and it's also on Sci-Fi. There was a lot of segues we could have done here. <laughs> um, but anyway, it is uh straight out of nowhere. Scooby-Doo meets Courage the Cowardly Dog. Um, I'm so glad people are doing stuff with the Courage the Cowardly Dog property still. Or please more. more. It's so because it honestly was so good. It does sound like a fever dream. I agree. I agree, uh, whatever. What a good fever dream. Um. What is this, a trailer? Yeah, yeah, I posted the trailer. Um. You're kidding. There's a trailer? Yeah. Alright. How long is it? <laughs> Two minutes. <laughs> Two minutes! <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, it has, like, the kind of, like, modern Scooby-Doo, um... Animation style, like not the modern modern, but it's like the anim. God, Scooby Doo, talk about a fucking franchise that's gone through so many animation styles. Oh, I like this already. It's there's a Scooby Doo <laughs> in particular that I hated. Yeah, it, like the just strictly the anim the anim animation style. I think yeah, I know it. Um, it kind of came in like what the like late two thousands. Probably, 2010s. I really don't like that like super cgi looking yeah i don't either you know kind of like stylized weird stuff there was a transformers prime as the perfect example of a show like yes this, and i only yep. say it because i can remember it and that's yep. the animation style that i don't like i think there was a scooby-doo show that had something similar and i just didn't like yeah it. i mean this is great it fits I, in with the courage universe so well it does i love scooby-doo i love the mystery gang i love their franchise i watched that mm -hmm. so much growing up um it's probably why Dang. i love spooky things so much it's probably why a lot of people in our generation love spooky things is because of scooby-doo and i mean if you think about it scooby-doo has been around since like the 60s um yeah and now that i'm looking at this there's a few shows that would have you know, spiked our interest in this sort of thing at a young age, specifically these two shows. Exactly. We do encourage the cowardly dog. Like I love both of these shows. I'm very excited for this. This looks amazing. I'm looking at all the crossovers. They did a crossover with um Supernatural. What? Yeah, and Harlem Glo Globetrotters. That was one of my favorite actually. Um let me see other crossovers. Uh, they did one with 1969 with Superman, The Three Stooges, Batman, Adam's Family. That one I remember. That one was Didn't awesome. Did one with the Beatles? Uh, well, they did one with Josie and the Pussycats. I don't know if they did. Why does that sound so familiar? Am I thinking of something else? I think so. They did one with Full House? <laughs> what? Uh, Yogi <laughs> Bear, uh, Gex the Gecko? What? <laughs> For those who don't know Gex... Uh, you didn't have a Sega Saturn, obviously. <laughs> or a PlayStation. <laughs> Gex was, like, actually a... Whatever happened to Gex? Oh, uh, was it the monkeys? Jo it was probably the monkeys. Um, Johnny Bravo. 
Uh, they did a scoo- uh, parody of Blair Witch called the Scooby-Doo Project. Um, <laughs> and of course, Matthew Lillard, fellow Michiganian. Yeah, and fantastic. Um, oh, they had a, I get. Oh, they had a commercial crossover with Courage the Cowardly Dog in the 2000. Um, I forgot South Park did like a Scooby-Doo <laughs> episode, and the reason I bring it up is because it was corn. Corn was like the mystery gang, and I really love oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> I really love that episode. Corn's groovy pirate ghost mystery is so <laughs> funny. Um, the they did they crossover with uh, Looney Tunes. Um, wait, characters from Scooby Doo appear in the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. What? Hmm, that show had everything. Yeah. Um. I feel like I need to watch that. They just hearing about things that pop up in that show that just blow my mind. Yeah. Oh my god. I almost um we almost watched the Scooby Doo Hex Girls movie (laughs) last week. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, because I was like three witches. What's the third witch movie? And that (sighs) came to my mind immediately. Um. Was it a Sega? Sega Saturn, yeah. It was also on PlayStation. Shout out to Gex. Um, anyway, it looks good. looks fun. Um, Pally yeah, Scooby-Doo. What's new Scooby-Doo? Copyright infringement. Yeah. Hannah Barbie. <laughs> go get us. Um, all right. So, cool. I'm excited. It looks like it's going direct to streaming. I'm cool with that. Neat. Uh, yeah, talking about horror and spooky things, uh, we got the Candyman poster. Um, have you, are you familiar with the franchise at all? Yeah, a little bit. I, um, I really like the franchise. I like the Candyman movies. I think there's a couple, um, it's pretty, it's a pretty, it's, we've talked about how zombie movies have, like, really strong social commentary, well, like, a lot of the good ones do, and Candyman is, like, one of those horror movies that has, like, really mm-hmm. good social commentary and, like, social, raises up social issues and stuff. Um, okay. So it's cool that Jordan Peele was the one to kind oh, of yeah. do the screenplay, so he's bringing it back. Um, the trailer's been out for a bit. Um, I don't know. I'm excited for it. It looks good. I Candyman hasn't really had its, like, reboot like the other slasher films have. Um, yeah. So it's kind of cool that Candyman's getting the, the reboot. There's not too much I wanted to talk about. It. It's just Candyman's coming out. It's cool. Probably a proper reboot with Jordan Peele behind it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know he's uh, producing it and stuff. And um, I don't know the director. Let me see. Nia DaCosta. Um, ooh, she's also supposed to be directing the Marvels. Which is like the Captain Marvel sequel, I think. I think they're just calling it the Marvels now. Hmm. Um, it looks like she was an indie filmmaker, made a bunch of short horror films and stuff. So, cool. Okay. Nice. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen Candyman and you like horror, like really good, like well-written horror, watch them. They're from the 90s. They're really good. Um, also, but if you don't like bees, probably don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the last thing I want to talk about in... Uh, the movie news is something that isn't, like, really, like, explosive or, like, really, like, big that, like, a lot of people are talking about. Um, but we have Steven Spielberg's production company, which is Amblin, is now working with Netflix. The reason I bring this up is because it's, it's a good thing that 
he's working with Netflix. Um, I say that because it, I don't know if most of you remember in the early 2010s, there was this huge schism in the film industry where a lot of people from old Hollywood and a lot of filmmakers, like prestigious filmmakers like Spielberg and Scorsese and stuff, really didn't believe that streaming movies and streamed movies deserved to go to awards ceremonies. Like, I remember um, when Roma came out a couple years ago and, like, it wasn't shown at Cannes or something because they refused to show movies that were done on streaming services. And I always thought that was kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Like, we're such a young art form that, like, you can't just say only good films are shown in theaters. Like, we now have the ability to show films everywhere. And I think... Since then, like, Hollywood has changed, and a lot of these filmmakers have changed their ways. I mean, look, um, Uncut Gems came out a couple years ago um, that, like, won, I think, Best Picture. That was a streaming movie. Yeah, and I like that movie a lot. Yeah. that was really good. Yeah, so that's pretty much why I wanted to bring that up, is I am finally glad that we are kind of past that discourse, past the, oh, streaming can't make good art films or good films. Right. Um, because I always thought that was weird and gatekeepy and is holding a lot of other filmmakers back because sometimes you can only get a Netflix deal, but your film on Netflix is probably just as good as your film being shown in the theater, at this point at least. Yeah, and I mean, even if it isn't, at least you're getting like the exposure that you might not get otherwise and you're able to possibly go and do other stuff. Exactly, exactly. So it is cool to see... Um, that Steven Spielberg is now partnering with Netflix to make movies. Um, yeah. <laughs> Gaslight Girl Boss, get, Gatekeep. Exactly. Um, it's just, it's nice. It's, uh, I just, I'm kind of glad we're past that part. Now we're just at the part where everyone yells at Martin Scorsese because he makes fun of Marvel movies, which is kind of <laughs> fun. <laughs> That's like the new discourse is like Martin Scorsese be like, well, Marvel movies aren't really. <laughs> art house films and then people getting mad at him for some reason (laughs) let let Scorsese have his opinions everyone Right. he's made so many great films if he says Marvel movies aren't something just take, it's not his opinion, it's subjective don't, you don't have to go get a pitchfork and yell at him right, just let the man say his things Yeah. Um, making movies longer than most of us have been alive exactly um but yeah, that's the only reason I brought it up. Is uh, I'm kind of glad that we're kind of um, allowing streaming movies to actually be nationally recognized. Um, just because it was kind of always silly that we didn't. Um, filmmaking is such a young art form. Like the first ever projected film was 1895. That's only 125 years ago. Compared to every yeah. other art form. That's incredibly young. So uh, when you kind of gatekeep it being like, oh, only these films shown on this theater on IMAX are only the ones that deserve to be going to Cannes or Venice or Sundance or deserve to be offered, deserve to get recognized at the Oscars. It was like, but why? You're just holding back everything. Right. So yeah, hopefully. I mean, I don't even have to say hopefully we get better films. We've been getting great streaming films. Uncut Gems, Ro- Roma. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all right, so let's move on to television. We don't have too much to talk about there. Um, the first thing I wanted to talk about is the Uzu- Uzumaki update and trailer. Um, 
How familiar are you with Joe Junji Ito? I just messed up his name so bad. Um, I'm not. Okay, so he At least is... not that I know of. Yeah, let me show you, sending you some of his art. You might be familiar. Um, chat, I, it's Junji Ito. I said, okay, so I butchered his name. Um, anyway, he is a horror manga artist. If you've ever seen, uh, like, black and white uh, <laughs> drawings of, like, swirls or anything like that, um, you would probably recognize his work, or if you've ever seen the, like, or read the comic about all the people walking into the holes in the mountain, um, you would know who Junji Ito is. Uh, anyway, he is getting a show on Adult Swim dedicated to his artwork, and he is one of the, like, horror masters of the modern world. So we finally got kind of an update. It seems to be coming out uh, later than sooner. Um, but we finally got, like, the artwork and the art style for the show. And it looks like it's pulled out straight out of a manga. Um, okay. And it looks really nice, really cool. Um, and I'm very excited for it. Um, it's it's his... Um, I'm trying to think of, like, the best way to describe his artwork. It's kind of like Lovecraftian in a sense. It's not like jump scare or slasher or anything like that. It's like very mind fuckery horror. Okay. Um, like his most famous one is the one I was talking about, which let me see if I can find the name of it. Um, it's the fault, something fault. Uh, uh, yeah. The Enigma of Amagara Fault, which is terrifying if you read it and honestly it's never really left my mind but it's just like this place where um there was like this earthquake and it revealed this like large mountain with human shaped holes in the mountain kind of like you know like those game shows where you have to like contort your body to go through it and they like draw people into them because each of these holes matches up to a person perfectly and people just walk into them and get stuck in the mountain. Where have I... I feel like I've heard this story it, in a different context. It, it's talked about a lot. It is probably his most notable, most famous story he has done. Um, but it literally makes me shiver thinking about it. So it's cool that we're getting a movie. I mean, not a movie, a television series. Um, especially from Adult Swim, because you know Adult Swim will do it right. Yeah, they do well with what they take on. Yeah. Um, so... For anyone who is a fan of Japanese horror or Junji Ito or just Adult Swim, um, look forward to that show. I know I'll be watching it. Um, and then after the really the last thing to talk about on television before we talk about Loki episode two, um, is something that goes into the movie we're talking about this week, and that is the Wellington Paranormal trailer. Um, that kind of recently came out. Uh, Wellington Paranormal is a spinoff of what we do in the shadows. It okay. is about the police force in um, Wellington, New Zealand, <laughs> which is one of the funniest parts of the movie. Um, so that show has been out for like two or three seasons in New Zealand already, but it's finally coming to America. It's coming out on CW and Hulu, and it looks so funny. It, it looks exactly... It is. That's it, a great thing. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm i so excited for it. Um, 
if you liked or watched what we do in the shadows, I think you'll also appreciate it. Um, Taika Watiti and um, Jermaine Clement are both yeah. going to be producing it too, which is the people who wrote what we do yep. in the shadows. And I mean, two great artists. Um, first of all, Taika Watiti, director, this one of the best. Like cops. Cops like meets like paranormal. <laughs> it's vampires, but really funny, <laughs> but with New Zealand uh, humor. Um, but yeah, it's premiering in the CW, um, July 11th. And my God, am I excited? Um, that's hilarious. Yeah. So let's talk about Loki episode two. Uh, talk about from Loki season episode two. Um, I have to say that episode two of Loki has cemented it as my favorite MCU show so far. Yeah, it was fucking <laughs> sweet, and I called Lady Loki. Yeah, you did. You absolutely um, did. Um, but they basically set up everything from here on out. Like an enormous catastrophe yeah. just happened in our timeline. Yeah, it did, and it was the second episode. I mean, we're only getting six episodes. I think we're either getting six or eight. I can't remember. Um, but Some honestly, of those locations. Whew. Yeah, whew. yeah. Not even talking about like that stuff, which is fantastic. Like they're doing it the second episode in. I can only can't even imagine what's going to be the rest of the series. Um, if we got like the thing that I thought was going to be the climax, the second episode of the series. Yeah. Um, it's. I think it's shot the best out of all the shows. Um, I think mm-hmm. Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston. That's his name, right? Tom. Tom Hiddleston, yeah. Yeah. They work really well. Together. Their chemistry is so fucking good. It is the best mm-hmm. chemistry I think out of the Marvel universe. Yeah, um, it's really on point, dude. There, and they're so okay, good. Okay, I'm a little biased because I really, really, really just wow love Owen Wilson. But oh like, wow, <laughs> he's just great. And uh, but like honestly, their chemistry is over the top. It's just so. it is absolutely the world building is fantastic the cgi is so good the like set pieces are so Mm -hmm. well done the like the lighting and the cinematography in the the supermarket scene towards the end actually was really good it was better than anything we've seen so far in any of the television shows um it's all just so beautiful it is. Um, the first, I'll say the first episode, I was kind of, I was, I was here for it. I was like, okay. Um, but the second episode really cemented it as something that I am looking forward to every week. Um, and I am, I, I it's, it's, it's made me more excited than uh, WandaVision or uh, Falcon of the Winter Soldier. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Like, I've talked about how these other shows have been like a bridge. This feels like the entire structure of this mm-hmm. bridge that we're that we've been talking about over the course of these last two shows um this is the fucking metal framework the grounding into the fucking beneath the river of our bridge like it's it, it's setting everything up i think for for the rest of this phase basically yeah and um, it- and that was just this episode yeah, and even with that, I know, like, my main complaint with the MCU shows have always been, like, it doesn't feel like its own thing. It feels like it's just part of the MCU, it, and it's just connecting everything. This feels like it's kind of, it could be its own thing. Yeah. Um, the TVA, if you remove Loki from it and just have, like, a generic protagonist, 
or even looks like if people know Loki from like mythology and stuff like yeah. this could be its own thing. It is that interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and but then yeah, you said it also has like crazy repercussions in the MCU. Um, yeah, these this is uh, they threw many stones into the ocean of the MCU. <laughs> many, they really many did. Stones. Uh, one of them landed in New York, which is particularly awesome because you know Doctor Strange and shit. So I'm excited for that. They're doing a great job of like tying in what we do know with what we don't know, making these like cool connections. It's going to be pretty excellent, I think. Yeah. I will say there are like two things I want to complain about. Yeah. One of one of them is more of a concern than a complaint, and I'd actually kind of like your input on it. The first one, I don't know, you might agree or disagree. Every episode of every Marvel show gets this like long drawn out Marvel thing and like that's cool and stuff, but this one was long as fuck. Yeah, I skip long. I skip them. With just most that pan up of the Marvel Studios thing, like yeah. I always just keep it going, and this one just felt like it stayed on screen for ten seconds longer than every other one I've ever seen. I mean, honestly, with any this is for any TV show I watch, even like Westworld and stuff. Like I just skip the beginnings. Like I, I'll see it once, I'll be like, "Wow, that's really neat," and then I just <laughs> want to see it ever again. <laughs> yeah, I'm just normally like eating dinner while I watch this stuff. So. Yeah. I don't really go through the process of like you know licking the rib juice off my friggin' fingers <laughs> to my to my or to microwave to fast forward through the beginning. Right. Um, the second thing I wanted to uh, not so much of a complaint, just like again a concern. Um, so Marvel kind of did this thing with Falcon and the Winter Soldier where they yeah. like revealed the antagonist very early on. Yeah, and they did it again in this. Do you think that could be like a problem? Just like it's kind of like I feel like it is almost like showing the monster in a horror movie too early. Or I like that. Okay. maybe I'm wrong. I'm just no, just no, 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 Bringing no. it up as a question or a concern. I mean, because I don't I th- mind. Right. So I think, as always, yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think the monster analogy here is great because, like. In horror movies, you never want to show your monster too much or too early, um, mm-hmm. especially your villain. Um, I mean, we kind of got the opposite of that in WandaVision, where we like didn't really get the villain till the end, and that didn't really do too well for yeah. me, at least. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit different with this show, just because it's Loki. I don't even know if our Loki is going to do the right thing. <laughs> um, right. The reason I'm... A- I don't know if it's the reason I'm asking, but now that you're saying that, it's like, I don't know why I'm saying it that way, because like the antagonist... We've always been watching the antagonist. In theory. Like, Loki's the bad guy. He just happens to be the protagonist of this story, but he's still an antagonist. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess they're introducing another antagonist. (laughs) Right, exactly. I don't know. I I mean, I don't know where this show is going. I think it's hard. This this show is the hardest to read out of all three of them, to, like, actually know where it's going. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It could, it could end up being stale if we bring in our like the villain so early and it's just like chasing, um, mm-hmm. Lady Loki the entire time. But I don't know where where they're going with it. Um, but I think it is a, like actual like concern that should we should watch, and should like, not uh, dismiss. Yeah, 
Yeah, I still feel glued to the show and everything. I'm just, I just noticed that it happened twice in a row, <laughs> where like in the second episode they were like, "Here's your bad guy," pretty much. Yeah. Or at least that's how it felt. You know, who who am I to say? Maybe Lady Lady Loki's doing all these things for the for the good, and the TVA is actually a bag of assholes. I mean, I think that I think TVA is going to come up come out as the bad guy in the end. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the guy in the middle is Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, probably. He kind of looks like him. Um, the time yeah, guy yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, so yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Episode three coming out tonight. See if I can tomorrow. nail another prediction, Kang the Conqueror. Mm-hmm. And Loki. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I think you're right there. I don't, I think, I know, like, a lot of speculation has been going around with that. Um, no, I don't read the internet. This is the first exclusive guess on the internet. Yes, yeah, not, no it's not, it wouldn't have been my 30th time hearing that since the episode oh, two. Your first time. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so yeah, I don't have much to say about it. Episode three tomorrow, tonight. I just still don't like their Wednesday release schedule. Whatever. It's so weird. But it's whatever. It's a strange day to release such a well, high-profile show. They also said going forward, they're all going to be Wednesday releases. That's even more interesting, I guess. I I just don't know why. It's a school night. I just don't it's know why. It's on Disney. I am whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's summertime, so like I don't give a shit. But like, I'm just saying, like you know, Disney's market is Disney, so... Yeah, I don't School know. School night. I like Thursday, I Friday, night re- Friday night releases. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, um, it doesn't really affect me. Yeah. But... Yeah. All right. Well, I that like w- the episode. <laughs> yes. Uh, we both thumbs up from this podcast on Elf Loki episode two. It's good. Recommend. Um, all right. So let's move on to the second part of our podcast in which we talk about the movie of the week. This week we are talking about what we do in the shadows, the 2014 comedy slash horror slash vampire slash mockumentary uh, written and directed by Jermaine Clement and Taika Watiti. If you don't know either of those directors, uh, Jermaine Clement is one half of Flood of the Concords and Taika Watiti. How do you not know who Taika Watiti is? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Fantastic director, um, Hunt for the Wilder People, Jojo Rabbit, uh, Thor Ragnarok, um, yeah. I want to watch uh, Jojo Rabbit so bad. I know, I do too. Um, the, he directed a lot of the Inbetweeners, which is a really funny British show. Um, but anyway, and he also directed a lot of Flight of the Concords shows too, if you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, they came together, um... What We Do in the Shadows was actually a short. I think it was just a bunch of interviews with vamp, like their quote-unquote vampires um, before they made this movie. But in 2014, they made uh, What We Do in the Shadows. It is a film that follows Viego, Deacon, and Vladislav, who are vampires living in modern-day New Zealand. It's framed as it is a New Zealand documentary, um, as a documentary film crew is following them around, kind of in the same sense of The Office in like 2010s and 2000s sitcoms where you have interviews with your characters, uh, there's a documentary, it's a mockumentary. Um, and the big event is the, oh god, what is it called? <laughs> it's the, like the dance. Oh, the masquerade. The, yeah, the masquerade. 
Um, I can't remember if there's a real name. Yeah, it has a a pretty fun name. A spooky Um, masquerade. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, But anyway, that doesn't really matter because we're just, this is just following the characters around as they uh, explore um, New Zealand and tell us all about how they live in the modern day. And we also get a new vampire. We meet the werewolves. um, And it's just so fucking funny. Yeah, it was really good. Um, It's so funny. It was super funny and like <laughs> just I think about like the things that they say and it just cracks me up. They're just yeah. ridiculous. I mean, there's so many famous quotes and famous like jokes that like come from this movie that I I'm gonna read a couple of them right now. Um, the there's... fucking sandwich one is yeah, too good. Like, yeah. so... ordering a sandwich, wouldn't you want to know someone hadn't fucked it? Yeah, so it's actually... <laughs> um, so one of the vampires say, I think we drink virgin blood because it sounds cool. And then another one responds, um, I think of it like this. If you're going to eat a sandwich, you would just enjoy it more if you knew no one, if you knew no one had fucked it. <laughs> Which is just so fucking funny. Um, the, the, my favorite one is... Um, uh, towards the end uh, where one of them is on the computer and he's just saying leave me alone to do my dark bidding and the whole bit is um, what are you bidding on and it's like a couch <laughs> and it's on eBay it's so fucking funny uh, we also have some other great characters along with the vampires um, oh, along with Deacon, Jackie. Vladislav and Viago Jackie's we have Jackie so the familiar hilarious. oh my gosh, Stu is yeah. really funny too though. Stu, you have Nick um, you have Peter, um, who dies. It's so sad. It really 8, is. Eight thousand years old. <laughs> Peter. Fucking Nick. Yeah. God. Uh, fucking Nick. He's I. Nick is so funny to me. Just the fucking. Because he's just the bro. He's the dude bro vampire. And no one else likes him. Dude, bro, I don't want to be a vampire. I fucking like chips. Chips are my favorite food. <laughs> Throws up my <laughs> Oh my god. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, that movie. <laughs> I just I didn't know what to expect. I mean, like I had a, a a little bit of an idea. Yeah. Based on like the outro of the last podcast, in which I'm pretty sure you said it was a mockumentary about vampires directed yeah. by Taika Waititi, and I was like, okay, that sounds sweet. So, yep. but like, that's not a whole lot of framework. No. And uh, uh. All of that movie was just totally worthwhile. Super funny. It it, it was it is a comedy, but there were just parts of it when I was like, there was a part when I was actually scared a little bit. I jumped a little bit. Oh, really? Um, what part? I don't remember. Uh, it was like earlier on, something like ran across the screen or something. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it I might have been when they were pursuing Nick. Yeah. There was just like a lot of like jumpiness going on. They were moving really fast, and I don't remember, but I know I jumped at one point. I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> kind of got me. And then when they were pursuing Nick, I remember thinking, "Like, holy fuck, this would be terrifying." And um, and uh, it was even kind of heartfelt, like with Stu and stuff. It really is. So I think it does a re- along with it being a comedy, it does a really good job at capturing like what an independent documentary feels like. And it actually has heart to it, which I think you have to put a like a lot of that on Jermaine Clement, um, because Flight of the Concords, like first of all, I don't know how many of the people in like the younger generations know about 
Flight of the Concords at this point, but uh, go check them out. They were um, a comedy duo who had a lot of really funny songs, but also did a lot of skits. Um, but they all that also like Flight of the Concords also felt really like down to earth at the same time with all their skits. And then I mean Taika Waititi is just a comedy mastermind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a genius. He knows how to make films funny. Just he does, and he, but he also knows how to make films also have heart to them. Like Thor Ragnarok. Um, it's probably my favorite MCU film. Um, it's hilarious, but it also has a lot of heart to it. True. It deals with the de- Ragnarok. It deals with the yeah. destruction of Asgard. And it's so yeah. it's like really heavy, but it's also really funny. And I think you're right. Like this movie also is very heartfelt. It has a lot of um you get a lot of human moments in vampires. Yeah, it's kind of ironic. There's, like, this yeah. great cosmic irony going on with them. Like, at one point, um, you can see the main character, Viego. Yeah. The, the first guy you see. You yeah, can see that he's, like, genuinely feeling a little bit bad the first yeah. time you see him murder a person. She's, like, telling yeah. him how, he's gonna, how she's gonna travel and she's gonna go to university and all this shit. And he, like, looks at the camera and he's, like... exactly he's like genuinely feels a little bit bad but knows what he's got to do and then he completely fucks it up (laughs) yes yes um oh my god then the werewolves are equally i think as funny the whole werewolf werewolves not swearwolves (laughs) which we were supposed to get i think oh i don't know if this is still supposed to happen but there was talks of um uh, a oh i okay we've talked about this on the podcast um god what is it called it's like werewolves we are wolves or something um <laughs> comedy let me see if i can find it yeah they they were a, a great part of the show for sure yeah i they're so good uh the whole like zombies and stuff i like uh, it, all of it's so good um Okay, what we do in the shadows, werewolf spinoff, uh, Taiki Watiti updates. Oh, it's called We Are Wolves, um, like W E apostrophe R E wolves. Okay. Uh, um, so I don't know. It sounds like it might be happening. It might not be. But um, I mean, I, with the TV show going, doing as well as it is, it might just become a TV show. Um, but I can. It's it's hard to speak about talk about comedies. Because you just have to watch them. Us, uh, me saying the jokes yeah. on here is not going to be as good as actually sitting down and watching the film. Um, it's only this an hour and a half. I I recommend it so much. It's worth your time. Uh, it, it is my favorite comedy of all time. It is so fucking funny. Um, the TV show is, I think, funnier too. And it's that's I about to get its third season. It's so good. Highly recommend it. I think this is the film too that like kind of got Taika Waititi known. Like, he did, like, a bunch of TV and stuff before that and did Flight of the Concords. Um, but we got... He did What We Do in the Shadows in 2014, and then he did Hunt for the Wilder People in 2016, which Hunt for the Wilder People is a movie with a lot of heart, too, that he directed um, okay. that is very New Zealand-ish, that is really good. Um, it has the kid from uh, Deadpool in it. Deadpool okay. 2 in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because... Yeah, and then so we got What We Do in the Shadows, then he did Hunt for the Wilder People, then he did Thor Ragnarok, <laughs> um, and then we got the What We Do in the Shadows TV series, and then after that we got Jojo Ren a bit, he, uh, he directed The Mandalorian, epi- a couple of those mm-hmm. episodes, he's doing Thor Love and Thunder, um, 
It's gonna be yeah, our flag means means death, which is that pirate comedy coming out. Okay. Um, there's an untitled Taika Waititi Star Wars film in 2025. So like this is the film that made him recognize, and it deservingly so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree. And I think I can't say enough good things about this movie. Honestly, sorry, you think? Well, I was just gonna say I think like um, he's kept his heart in all his movies too. Like, you can see what we do in the sh- uh, shadows, like, through all his other work. I mean, there's even a Easter egg in Thor Ragnarok um, dealing with what we do in the shadows. It's uh, when uh, they're under the Coliseum and there's a stick with three stakes and they talk about killing vampires. <laughs> so, like, it's it's so good. It's just so great to see, like... A director being recognized and then being able to make all these things and then that director yeah. is still like being so consistent and still making the things that he was making with what we do in the shadows and the stuff he did with Flight of the Concords and just being able to keep continuing it. I, I think Taika Waititi is going to end up being one of the greatest directors of this time period because yeah. of that. Deservedly so. He's yeah. really just knocking him out there. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything that he's done that has been bad. <laughs> This is this is a true statement. Yeah. I haven't seen everything he's done, but I have no reason to believe that any of it would be bad. Right, exactly. I haven't seen all of it. I I haven't seen um let's see. I've seen I don't think Eagle... I've seen every episode of Flight of the Concords or um I definitely haven't seen any of what we do in the shadows of the show. Yeah, he's only directed a couple of those episodes, but um I mean, what we do in the shadows, great. Hunt for the Wilder People, also fantastic. Um, boy, boy is good. Eagle for Shark is good. Um, it's crazy. What we do in the shadows, like their first short film, like was shot in two thousand five. So wow. nine years later, that's kind of like a meteoric rise. Yeah, well, it's, it was a short film. So it's a short film with Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi. I, that wasn't even like Flight of the Concords time. Flight of the Concords doesn't come till to, to, till two thousand seven. Um, yeah, so from from in just 16 years, this guy went from doing short films to, mm-hmm. you know, making the follow the direct follow-up to arguably the the most entertaining MCU movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um making a comedy about Nazis that went over really well. There's not too many directors that can do that. This is true. <laughs> There's not too many directors is who that can do what it. Is rabbits about? It's about the Nazis, yeah. Really? The, the okay. synopsis is a young boy in Hitler's army finds out his mother is hiding a Jewish girl in their home. Ah! I, the main, the main okay. character's um, imaginary friend is Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I did not know this. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And what I, I want was... to watch that more now. It's on my yeah. list. And what I'm saying is like, a lot of directors couldn't do that with humor or tact like <laughs> Taika Waititi can. Um, but I, yeah, so yeah, you're right. 16 years, and now he's... I, I still think he's going to be one of the... Him, him and Edgar Wright are good. I mean, Edgar Wright's been around longer than that. <laughs> but um, are going to end up being like two of the greatest directors of like this time period. Yeah, that's, that's wild. He's good for him. Yeah. Good for him. All right, so now we've talked a lot of good things about this movie. Let's ruin it. Yeah, I'm in. Sign me up. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Uh, so, for anyone new to this podcast, this is the part where we ruin the movie with the help of you. Well, actually, you guys ruin the movie, then we ruin it even more. Uh, you guys can vote on uh, the genre, and if we're doing a prequel, sequel, or remake, uh, in our Discord, you can join our Discord in either Shane's or my channel on our on Twitch. Down below. Uh, we are remaking this film. Okay. Cyberpunk. <laughs> Cyberpunk. Again? I got you. I fucking forgot to take Cyberpunk off. Okay. I for- We're doing Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk Two remake. Minutes. <laughs> Two minutes. <laughs> Two Cyberpunks in a row. Um, a remake of this, but is it like a Suicide Squad remake where John Cena will or say it's not a, a sequel? <laughs> is it a sequel or a remake? <laughs> um, all right, so we're remaking this film in a Cyberpunk setting. I think we keep Taika Waititi as the director. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we're going to remake it in a cyberpunk setting, why not just, uh, you know, focus on a different group? Yeah, well, okay, what, so vampires, where is the, what we do in the shadows is originally vampires. Mm-hmm. What group of, what would be a fun documentary? What paranormal group would be really funny to make? So- the zombies were cracking me up in the in the movie. Zombies are really good. But I feel like the witches didn't get enough love. You're you're not wrong. Um and I, I and it. just based on our last couple episodes, maybe I got my mind on the witches. So yeah, okay. So I before we get into this, I just remembered a joke that's probably one of my favorites because it pops up of in the TV show too. Um it's when uh Viego, uh Taika Watiti's character comes out before the masquerade and he's dressed up as Blade. <laughs> and he's just, and they're like bad taste, and he's like, "But why?" I've, <laughs> vampires love Wesley Snipes. Um, in the What We Do in the Shadows TV show, Wesley Snipes appears as a um honorary vampire and gets to hang out with vampires in it as Wesley Snipes because vampires love Wesley Snipes. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember that joke; it's so that fucking is funny. So funny. Um. But yeah, I think witches, uh, witches, uh, werewolves, zombies. I I love the zombies too, and they always throw me off when I the zombies appear. <laughs> they're just talking, <laughs> they're just shooting the shit. They're like, I we, <laughs> <that's> the, <laughs> when they're like, oh, we hate when people mock us for doing the uh, thing. <laughs> and he ends up doing it in the end. Less groaning, less groaning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, let's. I think well, let's maybe. I think witches. We talked about cyber witches last week too. <laughs> oh man, maybe we do switch it up then. Um. Okay. Let's think of what other paranormal. It can be ghosts, werewolves, zombies, werewolves, ghosts, zombies, uh, cryptids. <laughs> what is a New Zealand cryptid? <laughs> because it has to be in New Zealand still. Yeah. Um. Are Tasmanian Dezel- Devils real? <laughs> Wait, yeah, those, are... those exist. Okay. Um... They don't spin around at light speed, though. Yeah, well, they should. Whoever made yeah. that design... <laughs> major <God>. design flaw <laughs> yeah, in the major. Not in the Looney Tunes design flaw. Dude. I'm talking about real-life design flaw. <laughs> they need to hit up WB. Get their shit together. <laughs> um... I, I can't pronounce any of these scripted, so we're not gonna do it. Um, what? Okay, what if thing? What if I type in things like zombies? Like, what are what are even those called? Paranormal paranormal creatures? Supernatural creatures? Oh, supernatural, actually. Yeah, like I'm thinking about like episodes of Supernatural. 
like a gin. That's a, that's a good. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Keep uh, going. I don't know. That was like the first one that came to mind. Um. So we have angels, centaurs, demons, devil, dragons, fairies, ghosts. Um. Uh, lizard people. Lizard people would might be funny. <laughs> <laughs> um. Aliens. Oh, what if it was aliens? Cyberpunk aliens. Because cyberpunk's more sci-fi anyway. Yeah, yeah. Are what? they just living in the city? <laughs> yeah. What? Just like the vampires just in plain sight. <laughs> exactly, but they... Exactly, I know. And that's like a trope done a lot, but I think it would be done really well if it was done in that kind of like dry humor, uh, New Zealand yeah, style yeah. of like humor where it's like three aliens um, in mm-hmm. skin suits and stuff. And um, they could be a dub... <laughs> <laughs> like the skin suits could keep like coming off and things and um I mean the skin suits are easy to come by it's cyberpunk you know exactly <laughs> uh, I still have uh having that scene about um <laughs> you could do the sandwich scene but have virgin skin suits instead of eating them <laughs> um yeah I think aliens why is oh Aliens, yes. Okay, so Alien Cyberpunk, directed by Taika Waititi. Do we have the same cast? I... So... Yeah. Right? Except they'd be aliens. Right. So I kind of like the idea... It it makes me think of, like, um, the Cornetto trilogy, right? It's like the same cast, there's just all different people doing the same... Yes, 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 yes. I kind of love it. And then maybe, you know what? Maybe there's another remake even further down the line <laughs> with these three again as, you know, to, to just to finish the trilogy. Yeah. Um, but until then, you know, I kind of like the idea of keeping the same cast minus Stu, of course. I And I think the antagonists are... The men in black, but a really incompetent version of it. Kind of like the cops <laughs> in the, what we do in the shadows. Except, like, the men in black are, like, the force that keeps trying to catch the aliens. Yeah, can they also just be, like, uh, uh, hypnotized Exactly. The yes, They're maybe they... Like... <laughs> Dude, that's my favorite part, I think. When they come in and he's like, nothing you see will be out of the ordinary. And they're just doing all this ridiculous shit. Oh my god, and yes, the, okay, one of my favorite parts of that scene, too, is, like, they get the police uh, officers get really upset about the lack of fire alarms, fire and they keep pointing it out, and then, um, I think, uh, it's not Viego, it's one of the other vampires are like, alright, we can get him to leave, and Viego's like, wait, what other safety tips do they have, let's keep him here, and then he follows them around. Oh, uh, man, that was, that was such a great part of that movie, <laughs> It really is. Um, oh, man. But yeah, I, I really think we're onto something. <laughs> Cyberpunk remake, same same cast, aliens, skin what, suits. What if the men in black is um, Nick Frost and a Simon Pegg? <laughs> <laughs> They're just on the case. The two people that have been assigned to Cyberpunk Wellington. It's the two British are, are guys. These, these two guys, they've been assigned to uh, a new department. That the police made to just basically get them to fuck off, but then they saw yes. something weird. Oh, this is this is what happened. <laughs> this is how this goes down. It's a two event now. It's a two movie event now. First half, 
Oh god, what is it called? Uh, what we do in the shadows, uh, what would be... Um... What well, we do in the stars? What we... Well, are, so they'd be night shift cops or something? Or day shift cops? Well, my thought would be the first movie documentary about the aliens set by Taika Waititi. Second movie document mockumentary directed by Edgar Wright about that men <laughs> black. Hell yeah. And that, that'd be amazing. So... The one I think I think you're onto something like like what we do in the in the stars or in the atmosphere or in the this apartment. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. What we do in this apartment when we look at the stuff. Yes, what we do in this apartment. Uh, I just I want one of the aliens to be a stoner, just yeah, or just, just super chill. Maybe they're always just watching like those old sci-fi shows too, and just commenting on like how like it's nothing like that, or they actually maybe they got things right, you know, like those old sci-fi with like uh, the yeah. UFOs on the string. Maybe like, oh wow, oh wow, that's actually quite accurate. <laughs> they watch the moon landing and they're like, holy shit, Kubrick actually went to the moon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, they're, they're they're conspiracy theorists. They don't believe that the moon landing was real. <laughs> Oh man, is the stoner guy just like really chill, or is he really paranoid all the time that like they're gonna get found out as aliens? I think paranoid. I think <laughs> maybe he's the uh, he's the Taika Waititi. That's the Taika Waititi's character. The... <laughs> he's all over the place. Doesn't know how to be a fucking alien. <laughs> the other two, it just oh god, one of the aliens has to be. And the thing is, it can be three different types of aliens. We could have like one be a gray, one could be a reptilian. Yeah, yeah. And then the third one could be like I can't really think of the third alien type right now, a Nord. Um, a green, a gray. <laughs> yeah, green, a gray, a reptilian. Um, and one could be like the Impaler. Oh god, it's Impaler. What? What's his full He's name? He's the poker. Yeah, the poker. Yes. <laughs> Um, Impaler is from the TV show. Um, one could be, like, the reptilian who has conquered galaxies, but now he's stuck here. Um, the other, the, the stoner one could be, like, the gray who was kind of, like, the dandy that Taika Waititi plays. Maybe. <laughs> then the third one could be, like, a Pinky and the Brain style character. Hell yeah. Oh, and I then love the idea of Taika Waititi's yep. character, like, still having existed on this planet for a couple hundred years. Yeah. But, like, you know, I was rich for a while, but... <laughs> It, it, something happened. Some bad investments. You know, when the stock market was invented. Yes. <laughs> and then the Nick character could be just a brain in a robot body. <laughs> oh, a, man. Or an alien-human hybrid that they accidentally make. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, this movie writes itself. Done. I think we got I don't think there's anything else to add. Easy. And then the other one, all you have to say is uh, Edgar Wright directs mockumentary about cops. Or about uh, Men, the in, Men Black, in Black starring Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. The only two easy, people easy who, ever, who ever star in Edgar Wright's yeah. films, which is good. This wasn't actually, our assignment, so we're yeah. not going to do this. We'll, we'll pass that off on someone else. <laughs> we want you to write it. Yeah, you... 5,000 words or less. Hit and us up on Discord. Send it to us so we can pitch it. Yes. Um all right. Well, next week we don't have a show. So Shane, what film are we watching for next next week? Two thousand one, A Space Odyssey. Holy shit, that's a big yeah. one. That's yeah. a first actual quote unquote masterpiece film. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I picked it, 
mainly because we hadn't I hadn't uh thought of a cool movie and you you did this one and it was like yeah. the coven the three witches so I felt like I was at like a dry start Okay. You know, yeah. So, but then uh, we had talked a lot tonight about how Taika Waititi is like a super uh, uh, great at what he does in this time frame. So yeah. I kind of thought, you know, Kubrick might be a good yeah for, this, for that time frame. And this we'll start is with going that. to be our first. I've never like, seen it. Oh, you're in for a ride. This is going to be wait. for like the first. I'm trying to word this. This is like the first classic movie we are watching. Like every other movie has been great, but this is like. A Kubrick film. Kubrick film. This yeah, is, hopefully this is the it best of the best. Everything, so we don't have another classic movie. Oh, I guess eight and a half a was an episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Good thing we have two weeks for this because that movie is heavy. I might. Uh, yeah. Normally, I save the movie for like the few days prior to the podcast. I'm probably gonna dig into this one kind of early. I'm probably. I'll, I'll probably watch it twice, honestly, just because How I'm watching a bit. Um, it is... It's like two and a half, three hours, something like that. Uh, it is definitely on the longer side. I thought you would just know off the top no, of your head. I, I don't. I don't just know run times off the top of my head. It's uh, <laughs> two hours and 44 minutes. Okay, so not terrible. Oh, that's good. When I recommend we watch Seven Samurai, it won't be <laughs> the longest movie by that long. Two hours! Because <laughs> Seven Samurai is three hours and 27 minutes. Whoa! <laughs> We're not watching that. We're watching oh, 2001 Space Odyssey. the last samurai starting time. <laughs> no, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, that was ruining movies, everyone. Uh, that was what we do in the shadows. I highly recommend the movie. If you, me too. I just, I, I just watch it and watch the television show. The television show's so good. I'm gonna um, crack can... into it this week. Yeah, honestly, I, I can't say enough good things about the television show. I know, um, a couple of our friends also watch the television show and. I don't know if they've seen the movie, but the television show's so fucking good. Um, Swabby so. Boy, right? He's seen the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Season three in September. Watch it. Nice. All right, let's do some plugs and then play a game that Shane and I have both broken <laughs> keyboards and mice on. We're going to be playing... Items. We're going to play League of Legends tonight. We're taking a break from Valorant, so this is community night. Anyone out there... Uh, anyone, actually, anyone, whoever watches the podcast in the future uh, after each podcast on tuesdays uh after 6 p.m eastern after the podcast we uh do community night where we play games with the community um usually we've been playing valorant but now uh we're gonna play some league of legends tonight yeah i just got this new keyboard let's see if let's, i can let's, smash it. let's break it uh, all right <laughs> let's do some plugs and then get out of here you can catch me live on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays at twitch.tv slash bringthishane. I said I wouldn't do it, but I'm basically doing it. We're, we're pretty much a fucking Minecraft, Minecraft channel at this point. I mean, like, uh, I have a survival thing. Yeah. And then I have this and a dummy's play. Um, You know, we do shit. It's fun. Come hang out. Yeah. That's it. That's my plug. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, So... Uh, kind of a plug for both of us Um, at the start of this. Uh, this podcast was, was the, the start of all my plugs. Um, This podcast will probably come out uh, Wednesday, Thursday of this week. Um, If you are watching it this week on June 26th, uh, Shane and I will be doing a special dummies play of the new Sea of Thieves Pirates of the Caribbean crossover. Um, So come, come check that out. Um, But yeah, so my plugs, you can find me at twitch.tv slash farmgoat. Uh, you, I am currently a this podcast show podcast uh, channel, um, and dummies play. So, 
Uh, my stream schedule is kind of messed up for the next month or two while I have to deal with other things. Uh, but you can go check out my YouTube channels. Uh, Farm Goat Plays is actually 25 away from 100 subscribers, so go subscribe to that. I'm, I, I can't wait to hit the 100, 100 mark. We're really picking up steam, steam these last couple weeks and picking up some people watching, so... And then uh, also go check out our Ruining Movies YouTube page. It's also called Ruining Movies. Um, we are almost at... Oh, we're, almost, we're, about yeah. we're, we're about to pass PewDiePie. Uh, but no, really, we're almost at 25. Um, and I would love to get us to 50. And then oh. go check out our TikTok. Our TikTok is also popping off lately. I think Smash right. that like button, hit the yeah. subscribe, ring just, the bell, just, just ding a danger, danger, Give danger. us a five on Spotify. Hit us up in the Discord. Well, we just actually hit 26 on the TikTok. Anyway, thank you guys. That's it. Can't think of any more plugs. We have another podcast, but it's on hiatus, so I'm not going to plug it. Um, Yeah, that's it. We'll see you guys in two weeks. See you guys in the beginning of July as we watch 2001 A Space Odyssey. Everyone get ready to have their minds blown. Peace and love, everyone. Bye. Be excellent to each other. Bye. We're fantastic outro. You can't do better than that. There is no better than that. Exactly. The best.